Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good afternoon. This is Brooke Howard with The Daily Beast. It's Tuesday, June 1st, and these are the top stories the Chi team is watching right now. The Chinese government has taken drastic measures of canceling hundreds of flights because of the rapid spread of the Indian variant of COVID-19. Several streets have been locked down in Guangzhou, which has a population of over 15.3 million people. The bustling city has had, until now, very few reported cases. But since the weekend, the new number of infections tied to the variant first identified in India, and now known as the Delta strain, has reportedly, according to Chinese media, been doubling daily. Pope Francis has signed a long-awaited clause into the Code of Canon Law that treats pedophilia as a crime. Under the new regulations, a priest will be defrocked and face other penalties if he commits sexual offenses with a minor. The revision also prohibits priests from grooming minors. Survivors of clerical sex abuse in their families have long pushed for revisions to canon law. Without directly mentioning sex abuse, the Pope said the new revision is for the, quote, restoration of justice, the reform of the offender, and the repair of scandal. The clause also deals specifically with the Sixth Amendment, which prohibits adultery. The COVID-19 pandemic has focused attention on physicians' mental health struggles and the ways in which the medical establishment perpetuates them. A major concern is that many state medical boards, the agencies tasked with licensing physicians to practice, still require doctors to disclose their mental health history on their applications and renewal forms. Experts say these questions lead doctors to delay treatment, self-medicate, and seek out therapists in other cities to keep their struggles secret. And in extreme cases, the stigma can be deadly. According to a recent study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, nearly 70% of U.S. states and territories continue to ask doctors about their mental health, and 28% ask for diagnoses beyond any current impairments. Numerous states require this information to be publicly available to anyone who asks. By comparison, only 25% ask about history of sexual misconduct. One co-author of the study understood the board's intentions, saying, quote, The idea is you want to protect patients, but what are we trying to protect our patients from? And why would we prioritize a diagnosis of anxiety in the distant past over repeated accusations or even convictions of sexual misconduct. One doctor says that asking questions about mental health on licensing applications, quote, is incredibly threatening to people, and it trickles down to people simply deciding they're not going to reach out and get help. Though awareness of physicians' mental health struggles may have peaked during the pandemic, it has been bubbling under the surface for years. America's doctors suffer from disproportionately high rates of anxiety and depression, and have some of the highest suicide rates of any profession. Ironically, those who work closest to medical treatment are some of the least likely to seek it. The Veterans Administration has been under growing criticism in recent years for contributing to the nation's opioid epidemic. Even the American Legion, one of the nation's largest veterans groups, has become a critic of the VA. 
A decade ago, the VA prescribed opioids to one out of every four veterans in its care. Due to injuries endured in combat, veterans are more likely than civilians to be dealing with serious pain. But the staggering number of prescriptions cause grave concerns. It should be noted, however, that the VA has succeeded in reducing opioid use among veterans as the opioid crisis gained widespread national attention. In the past eight years, the agency has cut opioid prescriptions by 64%. Officials credit the expanded use of alternative therapies and treatments like acupuncture and cognitive behavioral therapy. But Inspector General reports over the past year show VA facilities nationwide are still putting scores of veterans on opioids without first following their own safeguards. According to a Daily Beast review of dozens of audits, VA staffers are failing to assess veteran patients for risks, like a family or personal history of addiction prior to prescribing opioids. They also don't consistently obtain documented consent from veterans in which they are warned that their opioid use could kill them. Apparently because the world's not battling enough sickness at the moment, a man in China has been hospitalized with what is believed to be the first ever human case of the H10N3 strain of bird flu. Reportedly, China's National Health Commission confirmed the finding Tuesday, but gave no details on how it believed the man came to be infected. However, the commission did say that it was not concerned that the case would lead to a larger outbreak, instead hypothesizing that the infection, quote, is an accidental cross-species transmission. Health authorities say they tested the man's close contacts and did not find any further cases. The first international athletes have arrived in Tokyo for the Summer Olympic Games. The Australian women's softball team, made up of 23 players and 10 support staff, have all been vaccinated against the coronavirus and landed in the area Tuesday. Reportedly, the team will have to stay in a single level of a hotel until they can move into the Olympic Village on July 17th, a week before the opening ceremony. Apparently, they'll be fairly limited on what they'll be able to do up until that point. Last week, the Japanese government extended a state of emergency in Tokyo and eight other urban areas for another three weeks. Recent polling show that more than 80% of Japanese people are opposed to hosting the Olympics this year. Get this. Major League Baseball is being sued for pulling out of this year's All-Star Game in Atlanta. MLB announced in April that it would be moving the game to Denver instead to protest Georgia's restrictive new voter laws. Reportedly, a conservative small business advocacy group is fronting the lawsuit against the MLB in retaliation. The group, Job Creators Network, which was founded by a Trump mega-donor, claims that the MLB broke a law meant to protect people from the Ku Klux Klan. The group claims the MLB, quote, purposefully and maliciously moved the game to spite small business owners. In turn, they want $100 million in damages, claiming that the MLB's relocation of the game caused staggering losses for local small businesses. The lawsuit alleges that more than 8,000 hotel reservations were canceled and also asked for $1 billion in punitive damages. That's all for today. Check back every weekday morning and afternoon for more of the news you need to know. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 